Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week for a special Oracle Hour, Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com in Hong Kong, bringing us the topic and practice of pendulum reading. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Miss Kat? Hi. Nice to hear your Hello. pretty voice, Evan. Um, Likewise. I- <laughs> I know you're hard at work on your presentation for the upcoming Hoodoo Heritage Festival because I've heard a little mm-hmm. bit about it. <laughs> that is correct, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Can you just tell us a little bit about what your workshop's going to be about? Absolutely, sure. So I'm going to be presenting a workshop on your sun, moon, and ascendant sign. So for those of you who have maybe felt like you're not the most courageous or brave Aries or Maybe you like to have a lot of fun, even though you're a Capricorn. I'm going to explain a little bit as to why that is, based off of your moon and ascendant sign. And we're also going to have a little uh, workshop in there as well that's uh, blending astrology and hoodoo in an interesting way. So I hope to see a lot of people there for that. I'm really excited. I'm I'm very excited because you're I've taught astrology for years and you're going out on a big limb with the rising sign, so I'm going to raise <laughs> my hand silently right now um, and uh, and just say what I hope you include. Just tell me you're going to include something for people who don't know when they were born. How are they going to figure out oh. that rising sign? Of course, I'll have something there for them, too. <laughs> Good. You're going to talk about rectifying the ascendant? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Rectification. It's a whole thing. All right. I, I yeah. love you, Evan, and I know it's going to be a wonderful workshop because I get asked that all the time. How can I do my chore if I don't know when I was born? Don't worry. We've got rectification for you. Rectification's right. on the way. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. It's going to be a wonderful workshop. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I've been doing. I'm, uh, at this point, super committed to books as often. Books are my thing, you know. So I'm writing one book called Down Home Sex Magic all by myself. I'm co-writing a book on amulets, charms, and talismans in the Hoodoo and Conjure tradition with Papa G. And those who know me will not be surprised to find that this will draw upon some of the writing I had done previously for the Lucky W Amulet Archive. 
But it's going to go on beyond the Lucky W Amulet Archive, which is just a, you know, a project I had started back in the 1990s. But it's going to be wonderful, and Papa G is going to contribute to it, and it's going to be a great little 96-page book. Um, not only a catalog of uh, amulets and charms, but also how to consecrate them, how to work with them, and how to carry and use them, and so forth and so on in spell work. But it's really going to be kind of the amulet answer to hoodoo urban root magic. It's like an alphabetical list of amulets, and then uh, what they are used for, where they come from, how you use them, and so forth. And there'll be illustrations galore. Then I'm also uh, co-writing with my cousin and a half, or whatever I want to call him, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, um, we have embarked on a restoration, revision, and editing of the fabulous book by Henri Gamache, better known as Anne Sleitman, and probably one of our cousins and a half also, um, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed, which was also reprinted under the name of Protection Against Evil, which is not a very good name for it. But I think the word terrors just kind of freak people out. I like the old name, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed. And we might call it And Protection Against Evil. And it is a book that came out um, in 1946, but it's very short. It It's really short. And because it was short, there was a whole lot of what we call air on the page. The margins were really big, and there was gaps between the paragraphs. And our dear, dear helper book publishing cohort and my lovely husband, Nagashiva, OCR'd the whole thing and put it into our regular book format and it only came to 40 pages, which means that Jeremy and I have leave to just run rampant with more evil eye beliefs, more evil eye stuff. And um, yes, and it's going to have, as Cousin Joshua says, it's crying out for some fabulous typography and lettering. Oh, yes. And um, and so I was just working on it this morning. We're adding new paragraphs. We're just we're adding new topics. We're adding new amulets, new pictures. It's going to be pretty darn great, and it will answer, I think, everything that anyone ever wanted to know about the evil eye in one book. It's going to draw also on my Lucky W Amulet Archive pages. I've I've written a rather exhaustive, extensive section of that. Um, online book on Evil Eye, and we're going to be kind of clipping in paragraphs, but it won't change the website. It's just going to be bits used and imported. You'll see. You're all going to love it, and it's going to be very handy um, how to do it for the Evil Eye. And then down-home sex magic, well, what can I say? Um, I might have to put for sale the people 18 and older only. I don't know what I'm going to have to do with it, because it's exactly what it says it is, down-home sex magic. And that is not love magic, by the way. I mean, it is love magic, and it also includes fertility magic because sex leads, you know, often to um, pregnancy and birth. But um, the idea behind this book is not how to wish upon a star, okay? It's more like how to introduce a piece of liver cut to the shape of your guy's penis into your pussy and stroke yourself and then feed it to him after you fry it up and bread it. You know, it's like that. Mm. It's down-home sex, really down-home sex magic. There's no no punches pulled. Um, If you're embarrassed, don't buy the book. (laughs) And by the way, I didn't make that spell up. That's an old one. Um, All right, so um, that's what I've been up to. Um, I'm about to get my second COVID vaccine, and then I'll be able to go out and enjoy 
our world in progress. So, having said that, how are things right. with you, Conjure Man? <laughs> things are good, uh, busy. I, I'm also working on on my workshop and doing a workshop on protection magic. Not as thrilling or exciting as livers in vaginas, uh, but hopefully, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully useful. Um, I gotta say, every time you talk about your workshop. I'm just like, I cannot wait for this thing. <laughs> it's just like oh, yeah. absolutely phenomenal stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm working on a, on a um, protecting yourself from evil, uh, subtitled Defense Against the Dark Arts is a joke. Um, but it is going to be a, a really fun workshop, an interesting workshop on really how to de- develop strategies of defense and keep yourself safe from wickedness, from evil, from curses, cross conditions, evil spirits, demons, Enemy root workers, you can imagine. We're going to put up those walls. We're going to build a nice fortress for ourselves where we feel safe and comfortable in our home. So I've been mostly working on that and then love spells with, with clients. I've mentioned before that I'm, I've been having a really big influx of love questions and love clients and people really asking. I guess spring has gotten people quite randy. And so I've been doing lots of that. I actually just finished an interesting case um, where we were dealing with a wayward husband who had gone astray, we'll just say. Um, And we just did some really strong, strong work to bring this person back. A little bit of domination in that love, uh, which was quite interesting. So that that has been really what I've been doing. Protection and love work (laughs) is the theme of the past few weeks. Wow. Well, I'm really looking forward to your protection um, uh, workshop because I know you. I, I know what you said. You're going to be making, teaching people how to make a protection bottle spell. Oh yeah. Um, mm, those are be, always popular. Um, yeah, and that's going to be great. Um, if, if those of you who have taken any of Ollie's classes in the past, he has done. He specializes in defense against the dark arts. I guess you could say. He did a he did a workshop on bottle spells. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a workshop on uh, guardian magic, using mm-hmm. clay mm-hmm. to make a guardian with eyes to protect you. And he has done a, a workshop on skull candles. This is going to be a kind of a combination of some of those ideas. It's a bottle spell, oh, yeah. but it's going to be a protection um, uh magic that you're going to do. And I have to give a shout out to you too, Ollie, because in our new bestseller book, Bottle Up and Go, by uh, Lara Rivera and me, we quoted you liberally and used material from your previous workshop lecture notes on uh, bottle spells, uh, you know, spirit traps. And we are so grateful that you gave us permission to do that because you really are a good writer and you really kind of Bring this stuff together with concision and precision, and I love your stuff. Thank you, thank you. I'm yes, honored. and that and that was in the red folder originally, but it's been but we kind of compressed and put it into a bottle up and go because why should we reinvent the wheel when you wrote this great stuff and we can shout you out, you know? Bottle up and you go. That's a fantastic, yeah. fantastic book for people who are just trying to figure out how to do bottle magic. One of the core pillars of root work. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know something funny too about bottle up and go. I think I mentioned this 
a week ago or two weeks ago, I never thought this was going to be the bestseller that it is. It's just one of those things. I mm-hmm, I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, I just want to complete my thought here. We're going to do something on bottle spells and box spells and freezer spells and honey spells and put it all in one, you know, one book. And bang, it has turned. In, I mean, Amazon cannot keep it in stock. We've gone back to press hmm. with the second printing. Um, oh wow. Uh, you know, less than six months after we printed it, we're really amazed and um, and very grateful for everyone's love of this new book. And uh, it's going to it's going to be one for the ages. And we're so grateful that people like the book. All right. Well, today um, we have with us our wonderful special guest, Stuart Palm. Now, mm-hmm. Stuart Palm comes to us all the way from Hong Kong, and um, he had to get up at, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to be here <laughs> oh, <wow>. today. That's <laughs> right. A bit of time travel. I'm in the future. <laughs> That's what happens when you live on a globe, right? When you live on a big crystal ball sphere. Um, so, yeah, he's, tra- he's time traveling back in time to be here with us. Or whatever. So um, our subject is going to be pendulums. And Stuart has written a nice book on pendulum magic. We're going to give a shout-out to his book, and we're going to be talking about pendulums and then using pendulums to do readings for our clients. So welcome to the show, Stuart Palm. Thank you very much. Future is looking good. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? I know. I just it's so crazy. Um that that happened to me when I was in Japan. I thought, what could I do now that I'm in the future? I don't know. <laughs> I thought about Good it seriously. Yeah, I could forecast the weather in California. Um well, all right. So, um, Stuart Palm, your website, stuartpalm.com, and um, yep. there's uh, there's your book, Beginner Pendulum Magic, which is at your shop, yep. stuartpalm.com forward slash shop two. That's right. Um, letter <laughs> yeah, number two. All right. <laughs> that's or or you, can, you can search for it on Lulu is the other way to find it. Yes, of course. We can always do our own searches, but we love to put in URLs. So hey, tell good. us what's going on in your life. I every time I read about, you know, new outrages in Hong Kong, I worry about you and your family. Are you guys okay? Yeah, we're fine. Uh we're you know, we, we stay unoutraged as much as we can. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it's it's the the news gives you the spin, you know, and you just gotta roll with whatever that spin is. Uh so I mean everything is still just as it is everywhere else. Uh, dealing with COVID and keeping safe, and I get tested every week, and I'm waiting to get my vaccines now also, which which is supposed to do on the 20th. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the world we're in, and, and um, uh, p- politically things are weird, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but, I think they're. Know, I, I think they're, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think they're weirder than the last time you were on this show, right? Uh, well, they're weirder because there's there's less going on that you would see. Mm-hmm. So I don't know really what's going on, but there's things that happen where you're like, well, that could be what's happening, or it could be a subterfuge for something. I don't know. 
so you, you get weird feelings and you have to just kind of stay with uh, your daily, you know, what's going on with what you're trying to achieve. And uh, as a city, it's, it, the thing about Hong Kong is that it's a financial city. And the sad reality of COVID is that the financial world has had one of the best years it's ever had. Mm-hmm. So, so that means that on some level, Hong Kong is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been lucky because I, I also entertain people, and I've been doing that at a restaurant that's maintained uh, the ability to mostly stay open. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I've had, uh, I've had, you know, I, I'm a hustler. I always mm-hmm. can find a way, I guess. Um, and in the meanwhile, I, I, I've, um, I, I've released a well released. I've almost done and waiting for the shipment of a pendulum, uh, not a pendulum, a um, Oracle deck that I designed. So that's the, the next Oracle thing that I'm deck. coming out I've with. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Mm, very yeah. cool. It's, uh, it's the, the, the factory is, uh, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> point. Uh, I've been making videos describing all of the symbolism that I've put into it on, on uh, storepalm.com. There's a, there's a uh, button you can, for Palms Oracle on there. And, and on that page, you will find another uh, entryway into a, a series of videos where I explain all of the, uh, well, all the if, cards. If you and can. I'm slowly getting those videos up. <laughs> if Sorry, you can, or maybe Evan can look it up, can you get into the chat log, the live chat on Blog Talk Radio? I'm um, with you right now on my phone and an iPad, and I don't ah. think it works to do Blog Talk chat on those Okay, so then I'm going to make a call on Evan. Can you look up his YouTube channel? Or you can use your phone to send Evan a um, a Facebook message with any URLs you want promoted, and he'll put them through our live chat, okay? Sort of kissing through our live chat. Okay. (laughs) All right, because the Oracle card deck, folks, that Stuart has been working on is just fabulous i've seen samples and stuff like that i'm so glad to know it's going to actually um oh evan you did it thank you <laughs> you're so good it's a youtube username Stuart palm duh i should have guessed that <laughs> it's got his uh, youtube channel um yep there it is okay we got it all straightened away good all right. Well, today we're going to talk about pendulums. I'm just going to turn this over to you. Everybody knows, I guess, who listens to this show that I use pendulums. I have my old favorite unikite, which is a form of jasper that's partly kind of greenish mm-hmm. and partly pinkish. I also have with me today my um, what some people call midnight stone. It's really that black sparkly glass with the little sparkles in it, like goldstone, but it's black. And I love that because mm. I'm just such a child at heart. You know, it's like this dark navy blue with these little glitter sparkles in it. If you've never seen it, it's fantastic. And um, so I have my little pendulums, and I have my little ways of working on them and with them. But I'd like to turn this over to you. Give us a little bit of a story about what the pendulum is and how it's to be used. And then we're going to take two clients and read pendulums for them. Well, on on the the basic level, it's any weight on a string, and uh, that's one of the things I love about it. And, and you know, I have a collection of many many different types of pendulums, and today I have a, a hematite pendulum that I'm working mm-hmm. with. Uh, that's the one that I've been favoring lately. Uh, uh, I am I'm an uh, Aquarius. It's an Aquarius stone. 
Uh, it's also a protection stone, but it's also a stone that, that kind of, I find it more honest. It, it uh, has never deceived me. So that's uh, one of the reasons I like it. Um, but really, you could take your own ring and tie it to a string, and I'm sure most of the, the listeners have had uh, gone down this path in some way. But if you haven't, do it. Get get anything mm-hmm. right now that that, uh, that that you can use as a pendulum, which can be a chain or a string with a weight at the end of it, preferably something that comes to a point, and uh, you'll be fascinated how quickly you can connect with your own spirit guide, unconscious guide, whatever you want to, to call that, and, um, and find answers. And I think that's why I wrote this as my first book of uh, sort of metaphysical practice is because it is I introduce people to the pendulum because it's an easy way for someone who might be very materialistically minded to understand that they are not in complete control and that there's something within them that communicates spiritually because they can see it happen. And uh, so that's what it does. It, uh, it amplifies, I think, and this is, this is one of the other lovely things about it is it'll, it'll, you can use the pendulum to explore what you believe and to explore where your inner guides are coming from. If this is a divine guide, if this is a uh, ancestral spirit, if this is connected to um, a spirit that's just with you for whatever reason, you can really explore these questions and ask uh, within yourself. Um, but I'm going to start by just talking as though people don't have any experience. Uh, and if you don't have any experience with a pendulum, you want to hold that thing, uh, hold the, the end of the string so the weight hangs down, and you hold it sort of over your heart chakra, um, about a, a foot away from your body, and you just ask it nicely to start spinning. And that's how I begin teaching people to use a pendulum who's, who's never really, either never done it before or have never gotten into work, is to just... Ask it nicely in your mind to spin in a circle. And very quickly, most people will find that it does that. It just starts to spin in a circle. And as I'm saying this, I'm holding my pendulum and it's just, you know, going quickly in a circle for me because it's kind of like an old friend. It knows, it knows what to do already. Um, and what I find interesting is most people have um, – most people can program themselves to use the pendulum in the way – uh, that you teach them to, or you can let them ask the pendulum what it wants to give them in terms of what the different directions it goes in mean. But I'm going to give you what I use because uh, I mm-hmm. find it, it's pretty uh, natural. And that is if the pendulum goes forward and backward, that's a yes. Left and right, that's a no. Circling clockwise would be positive energy. Anti-clockwise would be negative energy. And with just that, with just establishing those things, you, you can do everything you need to do with a pendulum. So that's can where I, I begin it. I'm, I'm going to jump yep. in here and say, because people, um, people have um, asked about this, and, of course, there are people who say if it's still, if it circles, whatever. The easiest one is the yes-no. If it goes to and fro, it's like opening the roads. Just think of an open road ahead of you. If it goes uh, left and right, it's a no because it bars the road. Walking. 
That's yep. very mm-hmm. simple to remember. Just, you know, think about that. Now, clockwise, I think of it like moving forward in time. That's a good, it's positive, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's indeterminate. When is it going to happen? We, we don't have a clear answer, but it's a positive, unclear answer. So I call that a maybe. And going yep. um, backwards is unwinding. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, 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 not, it's a negative maybe. Now, what is a negative maybe is the hardest one for people to grasp. So what I tell them is either the pendulum says, I don't know. It, literally, I, I can't answer that question. I don't know the answer. Your spirit guide cannot give you the answer for whatever reason. Or it can mean you ask the wrong question. And so... Mm-hmm. Ask again, okay? So that's how I do it, okay? But that's just for me. No, I, I do almost exactly the same thing. So that I'm with you on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, oh, I, I recommend that everyone, when they start, ask questions that they know the answers to. And I always start people by, by asking uh, something that you can visually uh in the moment, attest to. So am I wearing shoes right now? And just make sure that you're getting yes and no answers to questions you know that are yes and no answers. And once you practice with it for a little while that way, then you've gained uh, trust with your own guide. You've, you've programmed yourself and you've programmed your response and your pendulum to be giving you the, the right information. And um, then you move from that to asking practical questions like, uh, is it a good idea for me to eat this food today? Is this going to help me in what I'm trying to attain? Is this the type of job that's going to be good for me to pursue? These kinds of practical lifestyle questions. And when you feel comfortable with those, then you move on to esoteric things that may be more about different time periods, that may be more about your own future or... um, things that happen at a distance. And I, I caution people, don't go there until you're ready. Take baby steps. And, mm-hmm. and when you find you develop this skill, when you've developed it through baby steps, then you will find that you're also developing your own psychic spiritual connection at the same time. It's a great learning tool in that sense to opening up those parts of your mm-hmm. mind or your consciousness or whatever you want to call it. Because uh, I find that most people, when I introduce the pendulum, they want to rush ahead. And they want to say, okay, uh, is my boyfriend cheating on me? Like, you know, <laughs> they want to go and ask huge, you know, things. It's like, whoa, whoa, baby steps. Baby steps are always good, uh, especially with this kind of work. Um, so, really so Ali, do you uh, use a pendulum at all? I do, yeah. I have uh, I have three pendulums that I, that I use. One is an amethyst. Um, one is an obsidian, and probably the one people are most familiar with is my gin ring, a carnelian ring that I wear that I place on a string mm. and ask questions to. So like uh, Stuart Radley pointed out, pendulums can be kind of anything that's weighted on a string. And so one of the one of the ways that I work with the ring is as a pendulum by holding it and asking questions. I really liked what you said about um, baby steps. The the only thing I would add to it is I find that uh, pendulums are really good when you ground it on something. So, if, for example, if you're asking a mm. question, maybe ask a question over the photo of the person you're asking about. This works really, really well. So if you have, like, for example, if you want to know about, you know, in the case of <laughs> is my boyfriend cheating on me, we'll get a picture of that boyfriend, place it underneath mm-hmm. the pendulum, and ask that question. 
And it's also a really, really great way of uncovering hidden people. So you can take photos of people, names of people. Is this my enemy? Is this the person throwing for me? Is this my competition? Is this my rival? Mm. So on and so forth. You can actually do that by, by grounding the pendulum using some type of physical object. I know, Cat, uh, uh, you've talked about, for example, holding photos with pendulums or holding an item in your hand with a pendulum. So there's ways yeah. of doing it, not just holding it above, but also holding things in your hand. This is a really, really great way of grounding the pendulum so that you can ask those questions. Yeah. Holding, I did a wonderful... That's, very, that's uh, a very good idea, what, what you just said. And I want to talk about this for a second because it brings up the subject of witness samples, too. Mm-hmm. Um so um, there are three basic methods here. One is if you're trying to work on something, you could, let's say a photo, or you could use a person that you're interested in, you can hold the pendulum above the person and ask questions. I do this all the time for my clients on telephone consultations. Mm-hmm. You know, I always start with, um, first of all, are you a good little pendulum? Yes. Will you work for me today? Yes. Then we're ready. You know. Then I say, then I talk to the person. So say the man's name is Tim Lansing. Tim Lansing, are you spiritually in this photo? Yes. Um, then uh, may I speak with you? Yes. Okay. Are you cheating on uh, Trudy Evers? Yes. <laughs> no. Mm. Whatever it's going to be, right? So mm-hmm. I'm using the yep. photo and I'm using the pendulum over the photo. The other way that Ollie mentioned is, and I've talked about this too, is putting something in your hand. So let's say yes. I had a piece of jewelry that um, was worn by this man and I, I would hold it in my hand and then hang the pendulum from my fingers. So my hand be- holds it and now I don't need it underneath the pendulum. It's just in my hand. And I'm yeah. using the pendulum, yeah. the thing in my hand as the motive power. There's a third way, and that is called a witness sample. And um, so the witness sample is a hollow pendulum into which I can put something, like the man's hair. And I say, now mm-hmm. I have a witness sample of him. Again, I could use this over a photo. I could, I could triple up on it, have the photo, have his ring, have his hair in a witness sample pendulum. And by the way, a lot of pendulums are made with chains, like jewelry chain. And if you want to, if you're good and you have good close eye vision, you can thread a hair into that chain. Just saying, it's something you can do. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, especially if you're doing some type of work around objects, you mentioned, for example, holding things in your hand. If you're asking, is this object cursed? Is this object blessed? Is there a spirit in this object? These are ways that you can do it, particularly for those of you that don't have the skill of psychometry and you're just mm-hmm. starting out. You can use the pendulum in that way. So people who have mm-hmm. the gift of psychometry, they can just touch and they know. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen the history of this thing. This object is cursed, right? Whereas a person mm-hmm. who doesn't have that, this is where you can make up for that with the pendulum. The pendulum is so wonderfully accessible. It's another one of those tools we've talked about in these Oracle Hours that is meant for everybody, right? This is not an elite yeah. tool. It's not closed off. It's not sort of a priestly initiatic. No, no, no. It's accessible. You can, I mean, mm-hmm. literally, the pendulum has been used to determine the gender of babies. Midwives have been mm-hmm. doing it since time immemorial, since they put things on mm-hmm. screen, they've asked that question. So you can do that. Let's say you can't figure out if an object is cursed or if an object has a spirit in it or it belongs to somebody else. You can hold it in your hand and use the pendulum to ask that question. Is this object cursed? Is this, this object have a spirit within it? Does this object belong to someone else? You can start to ask about a particular thing. You can also do it in rooms. You can do it in houses. 
is there an entity in this room? Is there a being in this house? The pendulum can help to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to go back to Stuart. One of the so-called limitations of the pendulum is that it is best at answering yes-no questions. For instance, if you were to say to your reader, I'd like you to use your pendulum to find out mm-hmm. when I will be able to rent a new house. It, you, how can you do that with just yes or no? Do you, you, Well, the answer might be that you go January, February, March. Okay, March gets a yes. Mm-hmm. First week of March, second week, you know, you can go through it very right. laboriously that way. There's other things that are not yes-no questions that are difficult to understand how you can get a pendulum to do it. So I'd like you to talk, Stuart, about how you get the pendulum to answer an open-ended, non-yes-no question. Yeah, well, in, in the case of a time period or looking for a date, I would probably use a chart um, with with numbers on it, and I would just get mm-hmm. get the the pendulum left the pendulum swing uh, to find the year or the month or whatever. And I use usually one that just has one through nine, and the pendulum will swing uh, towards the number, and that helps me hone in on what that is. Uh, you can also do locations by using a map, which is I love I love uh, sort of. Uh, finding things, dowsing with a pendulum is, is a wonderful process. Uh, where you, I'm going to I'm going to break in. I'm going to break in because you used. Yep. I'm going to break in. You used a technical term, and I know from experience that thousands of people listen to our show in the archives, and you used and say, what is technical that? term, yep. pendulum chart, <laughs> and um, and then Shiva put in pendulum chart or pendulum board. Please explain what that is to the beginning person. What is a pendulum chart or board? So this is just. Yeah, a, a piece of paper or a board or whatever, where on it you've drawn a cross. And uh, generally on mine, the, the vertical axis, the up-down uh, line, the, the, the vertical line is the yes, and the horizontal line is the no. And then across the top of that, going from the the left side of the no all the way around to the right side of, of the no, the horizontal line, are uh, lines that come around in a circle like you would in a protractor. And you number these one to nine. And you can number them mm-hmm. in any way you want, but, mm. but this is generally the way I do it. Uh, and I actually have one like this that's laminated. So if I want to, to, to better illustrate it to a client, I can write in in, in uh, dry erase marker different things on those numbers so that it's, it's more visually clear what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. But then you hold the pendulum over the, the central point on that cross, and you ask your question, and the pendulum will start to swing towards the number that uh, you know gives the outcome or, or the option or whatever it is you, you set it up for. Uh, very useful. Uh, I have a page of them in the book, and I think the the, the back cover is as well, uh, so you can just use the back cover of my book. And for that. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna jump in here. There are there are is a whole book called Book of Pendulum Charts. It's just page after page after yep. page. If you couldn't come up with them yourself, it will be a series of degrees from zero degrees mm-hmm. Kelvin to some giant number. Um, 
there will be ones with all the colors of the rainbow. Usually uh, they look like a protractor. In other words, it's a straight line with a midpoint that's at the 90-degree angle. They can be made in the form of a circle, though, but most of them are a half circle. And there are people who will... Um, print these out. You can print them out from online. You can get the book of pendulum charts and just print them out and have a, yep. a whole book of these sheets. You can put them on index stock if you need help visualizing. Many people can just visualize. They can go, okay, that's a 20-degree angle. It's going to be this. But there are ones with all the colors of the rainbow. There's ones with all the, like you said, the numbers from 1 to 9. There's ones with all the signs of the zodiac. There's ones with all the um, months of the year. Sure. And you can you can look at those and help yourself find and then you'll find that your pendulum does more than just go yes no mm-hmm. and and you know and maybe i don't know it'll actually start going at these little obscure angles such as uh, oh that's early taurus right <laughs> or whatever uh, it might be another another way to get numbers out of the pendulum is to hold it next to a glass and mm-hmm. uh it will ring it'll ring the number so it'll it'll hmm. hit the glass the number of times and actually, you can test this out. Just hold your pendulum over a glass and think of a number and ask the pendulum, what number am I thinking of? It'll ring the number. It's very, it's very clear. Wow. Mm-hmm. Always gives mm-hmm. the answer. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Um, and, wow. and that's good for if you're doing something for a group of people. They get this auditory like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's March. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's that's neat. Another thing that when you guys were talking earlier about uh, – when to use a pendulum. I, I was taking a, uh, doing a workshop with a lady once. It was fascinating. It was about being able to see other people's past lives. And um, I was talking to her afterwards about using pendulums, or, or I think I just took mine out to start to do something. And she said, hey, you don't need that, do you? You could just do this. And I was like, yeah, probably. But sometimes I second guess myself. I, I see where the, the music's coming in. So I'll hold that thought. All right. Well, that's. I sometimes use my hand, just hand dowsing, you know. Make your hand kind of limp at the wrist and just your hand will do it. <laughs> well, yeah. all right. That was wonderful. And we're going to do some pendulum reading. And, um and, of course, on the radio, you're just going to have to take our word for it because we have no video here. We just have audio. and uh, But that's what radio is for. You can listen to it while you're in your car, and um, it's okay. Um, so I'm going to have uh, Evan take this away, and he's going to bring in our first client. Absolutely. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. And this week's special guest, Stuart Palm, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Block Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled in a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818 394 8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Evan Lionheart, read a brief, mes- a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our first client. Our first client is calling from area code 509 and goes by the name Calvin. Calvin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. 
Excellent. Thank you so much for entrusting us with your situation today. And it appears, as per your form, you have not had a reading with Conjurman, Ms. Cat, or our guest today. Is that correct? Yes. Excellent. Thank you. And Calvin writes, I'm trying to transition into becoming an astrologer slash tarot reader, and I'm having trouble getting started. I'm currently working in healthcare, and it wears me down so much that I haven't been able to do what I want to do, which is be a professional astrologer, as well as an astrological magic practitioner. What do I need to know to transition, and how can I best have success as an astrologer, astro- astrological magic practitioner? Turn it over to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, let me just um, set up what we're going to be doing here. I will do your first reading, and I will use a pendulum. The second reading will be done by Stuart. He will use a pendulum, and then Contraman Ali will give you some root work advice. Okay? All right. I'm going to ask you, because you're an astrologer, a question. What is your sun sign? Uh, my sun my sun sign is uh, Pisces, and I'm also a Cancer rising and a moon in Leo. You know, wow, I had that backward. Just from your saying a couple of words, I had you pegged as a Pisces with moon in, excuse me, as a Cancer with moon in Pisces, but you're a Pisces with moon in Cancer. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> I give myself at least a half a point for that guess. Um, the the uh, rising sign you said is Leo? Uh, the rising sign is Cancer. In the Oh, the rising um, sign is the, Cancer. Okay. Yeah. And the moon sign is Leo. The moon sign is Leo. All right. Well, the rising sign of Cancer is probably going to hold you back in terms of having your own business. I'm going to be really frank about that because Cancer rising tends to be, and you see here you were in healthcare. That's why I thought you were a Cancer sun just from hearing your voice. Um, that that is something that you're going to have to work on um, getting that bravery going. Get your moon and Leo engaged because you need that. Now I'm going to um, uh, t- use the pendulum. That was just a little bit of quick astrology but so um you want to be a professional astrologer so i'm going to ask this question um uh, my pendulum and i always start the same way little pendulum will you work for me today are you a good little pendulum yes 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 it always says yes and i'm using my midnight sparkly stone um little pendulum does calvin have the training to become a, a professional astrologer Oh my gosh, I'm getting a very big yes. This is a big swing. This is like the, you know, the yes, yes, yes. You have much training. Okay. Um, how about the stick to to go into business as a sole proprietor? Okay, now I'm getting a dead pendulum. It does nothing. Oop, now it's beginning to very slowly make a clockwise circle, maybe. So this is kind of what I had already was getting out of that Cancerian stuff. It's hard to be an entrepreneur when you have cancer as a prominent sign. They tend to not want to put themselves out in the public that way. So that is going to be a big issue for you. Okay. Next I'm going to say, is the way to do this, uh, overcoming the Cancerian shyness trait, can this be done through personal training? No. Can this be done by using uh, electronic intermediaries such as a website? Yes. Okay. Do you have a website? That's a question for you. Um, honestly, I've been actually waiting to come to like the full um, like idea of what I want to do. 
and I've just been kind of like holding myself back because I don't want to. I want to make sure I do it right and stuff. So the answer is no. You don't have a website. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay, that's all I asked. Was yes, no question. It was the pendulum. So we're doing yes, no today. <laughs> okay, no website. Okay, so I'm going to ask: Will creating a website create a change? Yes, it's going to be very big. This is a big yes. Now we're back on the track of big yeses again. You need to start a website. Remember this one thing, and I speak off the pendulum here just as an entrepreneur myself. You can change a website every day if you want to. Get it, own it, develop it, be there. Okay. First the website, then the payment method. Okay. If you don't have a website and a payment method, it's all just a Piscean dream in your mind. And Pisces is a very dreamy, dreamy sign. So be careful that you don't just, you know, dream your life away. So what I'm seeing here is get the website. Do you have a Facebook account, Instagram, um, Twitter, Pinterest, or YouTube account? Are you there? Nope. We might Hello. Uh oh. Might have lost them. Uh, yeah. Oh, we lost him. Now that's interesting. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question. We lost Calvin. Yes. Um, are you there, Calvin? No. He dropped off. He's come back. Just a moment. Okay. When we lose there somebody on a line like that, when we lose somebody on the line like that, I take that as an answer from the universe, also. And uh, so what I'm seeing here is a little bit of. Um, Resistance from the universe to this project, okay? Um, are you back, Calvin? I'm back. Hello? Yes. Here you're back. Okay. So my question was, do you have an account at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, or YouTube? Uh, yes. I have uh, all of them except Pinterest. Okay, get Pinterest to it. It'll get you women clients. Pinterest is for women. Uh, Twitter is for political guys. It's, you know, it's segmented audiences. Um, so on those web, on those social media platforms, are you advertising yourself as an astrologer? Um, no. Okay, so let's start all over again. Those are your personal accounts. I yes. would like to now... Um, Again, using the pendulum, I'm going to see which ones are going to be the most effective for you. These will be for public accounts as an astrologer. Will Facebook be good? Yes. Nice, moderate, good. Will Pinterest be good? No. (laughs) Well, I like it. It works for me because I'm a woman. No, Pinterest isn't your thing. Will Instagram be good for you? Moderately, yes. Will Twitter be good for you? Almost nothing. Twitter is not getting me a big hit here. Um, will YouTube be good for you? Yes, very good. YouTube is the YouTube and Facebook are the two best for you. So start with those. You can add the others later. You're going to start putting up stuff. Do you have a name for your astrology service, or is it going to be your name? It is going to uh, just be my name. I've actually um, have been sorry. I uh, I've been putting off making my brand just because I've been kind of nervous about putting myself out there, honestly, but um, um, I can do that. Okay. Well, if you're nervous, you're not going to win. Nervous, nervousness doesn't ever get to be, you know, world famous. You've got to just plunge in. So, again, I see that you have the skill. It's that, it's that fear. If the fear is about failure, then you go out under a professional name, and if it's no good, you just blow that name up and it's gone. 
right? Make a website, it's gone. It doesn't matter. Don't don't. Uh, one thing about the internet is you can do it under some other name, and if it's really successful, then add your name. So you might call it, you know, uh, astrological musings. Dot com. I'm sure it's been taken. Astrologicalmusings.com. And then it's Astrological Musings by Calvin. And then Calvin has, you know, Astrological Musings by Calvin Smith. You see what I mean? As you grow into your confidence. Okay? So Pendulum says um, that you need to get um, in, um, advertising. You need to get advertising. Your, te- your, um, your qualifications are good. But you're, you need more advertising. Doc Murphy said, our shelves are so cozy. <laughs> and Evan Lionheart says, as a fellow Pisces, remember, you have the power to be a goldfish or a shark. It's all up to you. And Doc Murphy says, I'm a cancer. I feel this guy's concerns. <laughs> all right, we're going to turn it over to Stuart. He's going to do some pendulum reading. Hi, Calvin. Hello. Oh, maybe he's not. Oh, good, you're there. Okay, good. You might have a little bit of a lag from me because I'm on the other side of the planet. Um, but I have one question for you, uh, which is, what are you waiting for? Um, to be honest, I really don't know. Um, I've kind of just been um, I, waiting for the right moment. Um, yeah. Trying to okay. So what, one feeling too. I got is that you 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 might need a mentor. You might need someone who uh, has done this a long time, who can guide you in into your confidence on the ability to to start. Because uh, really, what you need to do is start. That's all it is. Just start. As as Kat was asking you those questions, I was uh asking my pendulum along with her and I was getting almost exactly the same responses as she was. The only one I got a little bit of difference from is a stronger response in the positive to Instagram when we we're looking at that. And I think probably that's a place you feel comfortable. Um, and what I am sensing from you is that there's a difficulty in comfort. You don't feel comfortable to put yourself out there. You're, you're nervous. And so just start, just anywhere really. Uh, start doing this regularly and that will build upon itself. Um, when I ask my pendulum, is this the path that's positive for you? I get a yes. When I ask if you're ready to begin, I get a yes. When I ask if you have the ability to do this, I get a yes. So you're the only thing holding you back. Uh, and if that helps push you, I, I hope it does. <laughs> so, you know, begin is really it. Just start doing it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's that's amazing. So, yes. So what we're both agreeing is start with a web or performance name um, and and then add your own name later as you get more confidence. There's a a real issue here with... um, when people come to me because they know I'm a successful entrepreneur, and they know Stuart is, and they know that Conjurman is as well, um, there's a, a real a lot of people come here and ask us, how do I get into the metaphysical business the way you did? And number one thing is hang out your shingle. Just hang out your shingle. Yep. It won't hurt. And um, and add your own name later. That's your brand too. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot that you can do um, – you can use, since you're an astrologer, you can use your signs as water. You have a lot of water, but you've got that, that fire in there, too. 
But it's the fire, the moon is in Leo, and it's, uh, the moon is water, so it's a fiery moon. It's, there's a lot of emblematic imagery you can use there, um, and I would do so. Let's turn this over to Kanjaman Ali, and he's going to um, walk you through some root work. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think you've got some fantastic readings here, Calvin. And mm-hmm. I, I was I was muting myself because I was shouting, nothing is holding me <laughs> back but you. <laughs> I kept <laughs> muted for that very reason because I think Stuart really said it. Like the only thing holding you back is you. I mean, you have mm-hmm. I mean, healer, heal thyself. You've got astrological knowledge. You've got ability. What's stopping you from using that to make sure that you are successful? And the only thing is really you. So take, for example, you're asking for the right time. Hey, guess what? Jupiter is going to be in Pisces in mid-May. Why aren't you timing for that? Why aren't you saying, hey, Jupiter is going to be at the domicile. It's going to be in Pisces. I'm going to shoot for mid-May as the day that I'm going to launch. Use the knowledge that you have and start to apply it. There is no, the, the more you keep saying, I'm worried about messing this up, I'm worried about, you're going to learn as you go. That's how this process is. You've got to you've got to use your own knowledge to get things off of the ground. As Kat said, get that website going, get that payment system going. The most important third step here is to make sure you have an effective way of organizing your readings and your clients. But what calendar system are you using? What system are you using for people to contact you, for you to contact them? Make sure that you kind of get this thing going so that when May comes around or whatever timing you elect that it, it, you can really get this off of, off of the ground. The next thing is that connect. You've got that, that Pisces energy, so rely on your friends, your allies to network you with clients. Your first clients are most likely going to be word of mouth. They're going to be people who, oh, oh I heard from so-and-so, or I heard from a friend, or I heard from this person you did a reading for. So bear that in mind. It's going to be a little bit of, uh, creating a sort of network of friends and allies who will come and support you. I want you to make a personal astrological talisman. If you have the ability to do astrological mm-hmm. magic, then elect some uh, timing for that. Uh, I would highly recommend doing some type of work around the Al Newton of the 10th house for you. I don't know um, what your planetary positions are, what, what the, what's going on there, but find out what the Al Newton of the 10th house is and make a talisman for it for success, for vocation. Include elements that will help you with uh, money, that will help you with a little bit of courage there. I think John the Conqueror is super useful for you in this instance. When you take on the mantle of working as a professional spiritual practitioner, whether you're a root worker or an astrologer or a reader or whatnot, it requires you to have the courage to be able to talk to people. The most introverted of us has to be able to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to get on the phone with somebody or I'm going to be in an email exchange with someone, or I'm going to be on Zoom with somebody. So there is going to be an element of you having to build yourself up. So in that regard, what I want you to do is, in addition to everything else that I've recommended, create that personal talisman around the Omnipotent of the Ten, uh, get yourself uh, you know, a website, get yourself an organization system, select a particularly astrologically auspicious time for you, whether it's going to be next month or whatever, one that works. I also want you to create a jar spell. Take down a piece of paper and write, I am a professional astrologer or I am a successful astrologer or I'm whatever, some type of petition that clearly states in a single sentence or two what it is your goal is. I am a financially secure, successful astrologer. There you go, right? You're going to put a pinch of sugar 
on this piece of paper, fold this up, and place it into a jar, a small mason jar. Into this mason jar, I want you to add five finger grass so that you are successful with all five of your fingers, bay leaves so that you are granted victory, so that you are successful, star anise, which is a powerful psychic herb, but also works really well because of its connection to astrology. It is a star shape, so star anise, a little bit of cinnamon, I want you to put a uh, cinnamon for attraction, a small lodestone grit that you've added some magnetic sand on. I would do uh, this on a Thursday in the hour of Mercury, tap into success, tap into commerce, tap into the power of astrology, which is ruled both by uh, Jupiter and by Mercury Day. So Thursday, the day of uh, Jupiter and the hour of Mercury. You're going to pray your prayer into this jar, close it up, and you're going to shake this jar up once a week. I want you to place this jar where you're going to be doing your astrological readings or your readings. It can be your altar, your table. Your table should then be decorated with images of success. You should place money on there underneath this jar. You should put up images of, you know, my, a thousand visitor to my website. You can use any sort of graphic skill that you have. You can even put on whatever trappings of success, you know, what success looks like for you, you can place it on there, whether that means a big house or a, or a six-figure income, whatever it is, place it on here. Build your success into your workspace and work that jar spell. This is my recommendation for you, a sort of several-part working, but let's see if our colleagues have anything further to add. I have one thing to add. When you do that spell, if you're going to do it on Thursday at the hour of Mercury, I want you to pick the right one. So I want you to do an election for when the business officially starts. Okay? And um, if, since Jupiter is entering Pisces and you are a Pisces, I'd try to get it as close as possible to your birthday, if possible. Because you really want that Jupiter not just, I mean, because I, I don't know when in Pisces you were born. You want that Jupiter to come in overhead. So it maybe you could do it just when Jupiter enters Pisces. That's fine. If you can find a good election that resonates with your natal chart. If you're born way late in Pisces, you could take a little longer or you could do it now, but still find an election that works with your natal chart. Okay? Thank I got so one wow. more thing to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I... I um I think I heard correctly that you also want to do tarot readings and other reading systems. Uh, there's a book you can get at Lucky Mojo called The Fortune Teller's Guide to Success. It's great. It's practical. Oh, yes. Uh, I recommend that one as well. By Valentina mm, Burton. The Fortune Teller. Thank you so much, Stuart, for mentioning that book. We're just yeah. going back to press with that. We're having to go, and we're reprinting it again. Mm. A steady seller. The Fortune Teller's Guide to Success, and she tells you all about how to break into the business. Wow. Okay. All right. Here comes Evan with client number two. That's right. And the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjure Man, and this week's special guest, Stuart Palm, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Kiryu Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics 
the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our second client. And our second client is Patricia, calling from area code 440 in Cleveland. Patricia, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, being that you messaged Nagashiva in your synopsis, I'm going to presume that you have not had a reading with either our guest or our host. And I'll go ahead and just read your synopsis. Oh, perfect. Thank you for clarifying. Um, So Patricia writes, I am dealing with ancestral healing and wounds and want to find another way to release my feelings, resulting from persecution and harassment. I'm looking for another way to deal with people who are being confrontational, and I want to find a solution for this. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, uh, hi, Patricia. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. What is your sign of the zodiac? Cancer. And. Hey, aren't we having a day? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Cancers are very easily wounded by ancestral um, problems. It's really, really true. Um, Okay, and about how old are you? In other words, I'm trying to get an idea of how long has this been going on? All my life. I'm 62. Oh, my. All right. So this has been a hard road. I get that. Ancestral healing. All right. right. Now, to be clear, it's the ancestral wounds from what I'm, I've just recently, meaning within the last year, a couple of years, coming to understand it's the same situations repeating, different people and situations. Mm-hmm. And here in this city, it's just the energy here is so toxic and negative. I mm-hmm. feel that. Mm-hmm. And who are you know who have that stability? They would feel that as well. And uh, I just I just had it. Yes, I'm going to relocate late, later this year. And All right. I was just about to say. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to get you. We're going to get you two readings now. So your first reading is going to be from Conjurman Ali, and and your second will be from Stuart Palm in Hong Kong. But I, one more thing before I say this, turn this over to Ali. People talk about ancestral patterns like you just did. Um, it's like genetic illnesses. There are also ancestral spiritual patterns, and so what you are feeling is is real. So don't let anyone tell you it's not, it's in your head because it is real. I can sense it. Uh, but let's turn this over to Contraman, and he's going to um, give give you a reading. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kat. I was about to say about uh, moving because I got that very clearly and strongly even before um, uh, I actually pulled out the pendulum. So what I've done is actually I'm placed a string or placed my ring on a string and I'm holding it up now. This ring has within it a spirit ally of mine that I work with, a jinn from the Middle Eastern tradition. And I use it both to scry and as in pendulum work. And so I'm going to mute myself real briefly as I call out its name because its name is only for me. So one second. Will you work for me today? Okay, a very strong yes. Can Patricia heal? Yes. Can the pattern be broken? 
Yes. Ah, now I'm getting a question prompted to me. So this is why I use my ring, because the jinn can communicate in more than yes and no. And they're showing me some type of figure. So I'm going to confirm. Is there an ally? Yes, there is an ally that you should be looking for. The letter M is jumping out. This might be a person. This could possibly pass on or possibly live, but M is a very strong letter coming through. So bear this in mind. This is an ally. Will Patricia need to move? Yes. Is there an enemy that's also working against her? Yes. Can you indicate how many? So when I do this is I allow the ring to spin and I count the spin. Three. Okay. So there are three, looks like, in people that are working against you right now. So this isn't just pattern. You've got a combination of things. Are these people working roots? No. Are these people praying against Patricia? Yes. Is this an issue of evil eye? Yes. And I'm getting a clear image of Rue from uh, this jinn here. So this is what I see is that you can be healed. You can break this pattern. It's going to require two big things. One, locating this ally, whether it's an ancestor or a spirit guide or uh, a real-life person associated with the letter M. You're going to have to physically move. There's going to be some physical change that is required here or some type of physical transition that will be needed, and you will need to work with Rue. There are enemies present in addition to this pattern that you're dealing with, this toxic pattern of ancestral healing that is required, wounds that are repeating themselves. There are enemies here that are praying against you and directing the evil eye. And so this is why the rue is required. It's more than just breaking the ancestral pattern. It's more than healing. You need to break the evil eye and the prayers, and rue is really strong for this. I would consider rue in some type of protective fashion, not just in a bath. So a cat who's going to be giving you a root work recommendation will know exactly what to do with that. That's what I see here with my gin and my ring advised via the pendulum. And I'm going to turn this over to Stuart Palm, who will give you further insight. Thank you. Wow, that was really good. I, I was getting a, a lot of yeses as I was listening to that. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you on uh, everything that he said. And... Um, and on, on the need to make a change in your location uh, is a very strong one coming through to me as well. Uh, and I see, I see you moving to a place that's more where there's more nature. I, I see you in a garden or needing to be in a garden, a garden you know, mm. around natural things, spending time with the trees and the plants and the, the natural world, because uh, I think that that's probably going to rejuvenate you and in a way that you need to aid the healing that you're going to go through. The, the good sign is that the healing is going to happen and going to work. Uh, that was the question that I think hasn't been asked yet, that and I've asked already, I'm going to ask it again. Um, is this healing um, going to happen? And uh, again, I, I, I get a yes, and I get the feeling it's already started. I think you've already started this ball rolling, and, and you, what you're looking for 
is mm-hmm. is a sense of is this the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Is is it going to work out for me? And, and yes. everything I'm getting is telling me it's it's going. Yeah. You're you're getting the right. You're doing the right stuff, and and it's gonna you're going Hello. in the right direction. If that makes yeah. Hello. Oh, sorry, there's a bit of a lag. Yeah, we can hear. Mm-hmm. Can you not hear us? Oh, goodness. Hello? Oh. She seems, no, she seems no. not to... It's it's no, no. no. Well. Are we okay? I think you're going to have to mute her because she doesn't hear us and she's just talking over us. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Well, hopefully um, we can send her a message that she can listen to this again later or something. Yeah, I would because we're not... Obviously her phone and our phone are not communicating very well. All right. Um, well, I'm going to... I'm going to um, just to reiterate what you said earlier, Kat. Remember, you pointed out phone interference almost always indicates something spiritual or can, and particularly in this instance where we've seen um, both an ancestral pattern issue, an issue of healing, but also active enemies who are praying against her. The second she's about to get help, there's interference. Bang! Yeah. That, well, that I hope she calls. I hope she calls back in and can hear us again. Um, but you know that's a that's very interesting, Stuart. Do you have any more to to add to what you were saying? Well, that was kind of what I, I was just ending there, and I was I was uh, I thought she was trying to tell me something, so I wanted to know what she <laughs> yeah, was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, that that was good. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to go um, uh, directly then to some of the spiritual work. Oh, she's on the line, says Nagashiva. You can unmute her. Can you unmute her and just see if we can get back in with her again? Hello? Hello? Patricia? She can't hear us for some reason. Patricia, are you there? Say yes. Ms. Nola? Nope. She can't hear us. Sorry. Um, we're just we can hear her, but she can't hear us. I don't know why. Well, I'm going to go on and and uh, with with what my prescription is. So Contraman saw rue, and I think that's uh, a very interesting herb. And it there's another herb that comes to my mind with Ishbond, also known as Syrian rue. So I'm going to um, have her make a. Charm. Now, he said not a bath, and I agree. A spond is usually burned on incense. Mm-hmm. So what, what I'm going to recommend is to get some rue, dried rue, some spond seeds, and you can um, find them online. We sell them. Um, it's, yeah, you calling it wild rue, contraband, but that's just going to confuse the hell out of everybody. Just call it a spond, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, Rue, it's not from Syria, no. whatever. Harmal is another name for it. Aspond, Espond, Esfond, you name it. And it goes pop, pop, pop when you burn it on charcoal. Rue, Espond. I also want some cloves. And I also have a very strong idea here that there's going to be a use for uh, what are called guinea grains or grains of paradise. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I want you to get those four ingredients and um, mix them together in equal parts and then divide what you've got into two portions. One portion you're going to burn on a charcoal. The other portion you're going to put into a little mojo bag. But with it, you're going to put a cat's eye shell. Now, cat's eye shell 
is a little uh, shell that comes from a, a little snail, a little ocean snail, and it looks like a cat's eye. They come both in green or in brown. They're very inexpensive. And so you're going to put those herbs and the cat's eye shell in the bag. And you're also going to hand write out at least the portions of Psalms number 91 for protection that most appeal to you. But if you have the patience, you're going to write all of Psalms 91 on a very small piece of paper in very, very small type. Or if you want to, you can print it out from the Internet in tiny, tiny types. You just need a very small piece of paper with Psalms 91 on it. Or you can use what's called the the candlestick charm um, from the 6th and 7th books of Moses, which consists of the first letters of every word of the 91st Psalm done in the form that looks like a candlestick. It's a very old Jewish version of that same psalm. <clears throat> Whatever you're going to do, Psalms 91, you're going to put that into your mojo bag. You're going to pray on it. And pray Psalms 91 over it. Light your charcoal and and um, have it going when you do this. So you're going to first light the charcoal, and you're going to start dropping that mixture of rue and a spond and cloves and guinea grains or grains of paradise onto it. They'll pop and explode. Be very very aware that you might have a little shooting sparks here for a while. That will disperse the evil. And then you will smoke, hold the mojo bag by the string after you've tied it shut, tie it closed, and circle it around like a pendulum. We're talking about pendulums. Circle it around clockwise and just draw into it all the goodness of that smoke. And as you do it, circle it around and go nine times around, upward, 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 upward in a cone shape. And then waft the remaining smoke over your own head. You go around, circle your own head, just go around your head. You breathe it, the mojo bag breathes it, the mojo will protect you. Okay, that is my spell. <laughs> Does anyone have anything to add to that one? I love it, I love it. She needs that was to, great. Um, hope, hopefully she can hear this in the archives. Um, I think she should take heart in what Stuart had mentioned, that there is hope here, that she can break this cycle. Um, and then she should start looking for this ally, this person that I, that we saw I would recommend lighting a white candle uh, and burning a little bit of bay leaf, which can bring clarity. And just add, whoever this ally is, come forth. Um, Althea is also really good here. Leave out a bowl of Althea, light a white candle, burn a little bit of bay leaf as incense, and pray, oh Lord, wherever this ally of mine is, let them come forward and stand with me and stand tall. Um, and I would I recommend doing this before she goes to bed. Snuff out the candle, then go to bed. Because what this will do is it will help dream, bring about true dreams about who this person is, who this ally is. So she'll get a sign. She'll wake up and be like, oh, I was thinking of so-and-so. That's who my ally is. So this is a, mm-hmm. a recommendation to, to bring that ally forth. That's a really good one. Now, what was the herb you said was Althea leaf or root, right? Althea leaf uh, leave out in a bowl and burn bay leaf as incense. Hmm. Okay. Um, and bay leaf. I'm going to add one more thing to that, which would be hops to increase your dreams. Mm, yes. yes, um, yes and uh, you can you can um, put the um, hops with the althea leaf and root because you want to dream of an ally. It's just like it's like grammar. Ally, dream, hops, althea. Hops is yes. good. Um, and and then uh, then add the um, bay leaf burn it on incense. That's really a good way to work. Do you have any ideas, Stuart, to add to this? 
No, I think you guys got it. I, I'm, I'm just enjoying listening to you all talk about uh, uh, the herbs and the root work. Um, I, um, no, got nothing for you. Then the, the other thing is relocating, okay? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so that's something else I'm going to say. When you come time to relocate, um, Patricia, I want you to get a map of the um, area that you want to go to, and I want you to try to use a pendulum and every time you find an address that you might go to, a listing, a real estate listing, on that map, or you can use a printout from Google Earth or Google Street View or Google Satellite or whatever you like or just a regular old road map, use your pendulum. Ask your pendulum. Pendulum, are you a good little pendulum? If it says, yes, pendulum, will you help me today? Yes. Is this place a good place to go? Now, contraband mm. said the letter M. Was that M, right? M, M like Mary? Mary, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say you're also going to want to look for streets that start with the letter mm, M. Yes. Magnolia Avenue, whatever it may be, or the, um, you know, the Mansour Courts or whatever it's going to be. It's going to start with an M. might be not positive, but it's something to look for. If you had a choice between someplace that started with an M and someplace with a W, I would choose the M because W is M upside down. We don't want that. We want the M the way it is. If you go to a root worker, a reader, and their name has an M, starts with an M, either first or last name, that's the one you want. Keep that M as a guiding light, something that will um, help you. Yes, Ali, I did say Mansoor. It just popped into my head. Why? You know, that's funny because that was uh, one of my astrology teachers. <laughs> that's his name. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. You had a real psychic moment there right there. <laughs> It just, it was just in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, Mansuri, yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're psychic. That's what happens, man. That's <laughs> what happens. It, what ha- it really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, the letter the letter M will be will be good for you. All right. So um, I think we've, we've um, really pretty much covered this. I'm very sorry, Patricia. The fact that you could not hear us speak tells me yeah. that there is a big problem here. And um, I'm a great believer in synchronicity, um, both positive yeah. and negative. Yeah. And when a client cannot hear us, but we're speaking, and yet we can hear them, that that to me it means that there's some trouble on the line. Something people say that yeah. you know, the devil's on the line. There's something wrong here. And the people who oppose you are trying to keep you from hearing this message. So I hope you do mm-hmm. hear it somehow or another. Call us back another time. Sign up at the forum. Call us back, and we'll try to get more deeply into this if you need our help, okay? It's always frustrating for us, and yet um, it's something we've experienced, and it's, you can't just chalk it up to crappy electronics. It's, it, it's whatever. It's what it is. All right, there's the lovely Memphis Drug Band. They start with an M. Um, They help everybody. (laughs) It's true. Um, Now we're going to turn this over to um, our fabulous, amazing next segment, which I believe will be the recorded announcement from the world of (laughs) static electricity. The 
LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Stuart Palm of stuartpalm.com in Hong Kong. Take it away, Stuart. Yeah, hello again, everyone. Um, in, today we're not going to be doing so much of a free spell. Cells, as I am going to tell you about how to discharge and uh, prepare your pendulum for use. If you're buying a new pendulum or you're using a, a new ring or something in particular and you want it to uh, be the best you can for, um, for your work. And the first thing you want to do is you want to discharge any negative energy or past work. Uh, because if you think about what crystals do, crystals have a memory. And if there's any negative experience in that memory of that crystal, you want that to be gone. So uh, the first thing we want to do is uh, get rid of that. And there are many ways to do this. I'm going to list a couple of them, and I'm going to tell you the preferred ways of, uh, that, that, uh, that I would do this. Uh, one is to place that crystal under running water for a day. Uh, and I have done this. Uh, first thing you want to do if you're going to do this with something that is a stone, is a crystal, is to make sure that this is a stone or a crystal that's not going to disintegrate underwater. Uh, so research your stones. Make sure that it's a, a hardy stone that can withstand that. Uh, I'm using hematite today. Hematite would be fine uh, to run under running water. I wouldn't place this in your sink and turn on the running water. The best would be natural running water if you live near a creek or brook where you uh, – you know, it would be okay to, to put a, a stone in there and it wouldn't get stolen. That would be uh, a great place. Otherwise, uh, a home fountain, which constantly has running water over the stone, uh, would work very well. Uh, you can simply place them in sunlight for a day. Uh, sunlight will uh, take away all of that uh, history and, and negativity. You want this to be in um, at least partially direct sunlight uh, for, for the best results. Um, you can bury your stones. That's another way to go about it. That is a way that uh, I'm listing just to, cut to be, to be you know, covering all the, the possibilities. However, uh, I have never buried my stones before. Um, you can put the crystal point in a bowl of salt. This I will do sometimes if I'm getting, uh, if I'm getting the wrong vibe out of my crystals. Uh, if I get a crystal that I, I feel like is, has gone a different way than uh, I want it to or I need it to work for, I will put it in salt. Um, or I can use uncooked rice as well. Uh, this, is, this is taking away or absorbing the, the prior in, in, energy from the crystal. Um, I will do that in conjunction with also smudging it. Smudging the, the stones is probably the thing I do most often. I will use sage. I know everybody doesn't use sage, uh, but frankincense will work as well. Sweet grass will work, and uh, Palo Santo you can smudge with. And uh, get your, your crystals or your, your pendulum discharged. 
And now you want to program the crystal. You want to program the pendulum for your work. So you want to know what are you going to be using that for. Um, this is going to be a good thing to do when you're, when you're purchasing the stone or when you're, you're preparing the pendulum is to know what, what your primary use of that pendulum is going to be. Um, when I go to purchase a new pendulum, I always ask the pendulum first, is, is this pendulum going to work for me? Or, or are you a good little pendulum for me, as Kat would say? And, and I do recommend always speak to your pendulum in your mind or out loud uh, as though it is a uh, cute little animal that you uh, are caring for and, and keep that kind of relationship with um, because I've always found it works better if you keep that kind of positive energy towards it and um, toward yourself as well. Uh, once you've done, once you've, you've got the stone and you know what you're going to use it for, um, you want to dedicate your intention with this crystal to the highest good. Focus on your goal and intention and state it clearly for yourself and for your spirit guides. Uh, write it down and uh, be clear and concise about how you write it down, what it is you're going to do with this pendulum. Um, I even recommend taking that and making a sigil for it, keeping that in the bag that you're going to use the pendulum in. Um, find a space where you're not going to be disturbed and uh, get yourself in a, in a trance state. Turn off uh, anything that's going to disrupt you, buzz or bing or ding or, uh, you know, distract you as there are so many things these days. And while you're holding the pendulum, uh, get yourself into a comfortable trance state and um, hold the stone to your third eye chakra. Once you're in this state of mind and you're holding it to the third eye chakra, state your intention for the stone. Visualize yourself living out this intention. Uh, then hold the stone over your heart chakra and send these feelings out into the universe with gratitude. Picture the goal as if you have already achieved it. You end this by giving thanks and gratitude for everything uh, the universe has given you, and, uh, and you're done. That's really all there is to this. Uh, and, and in my own notes, this is some of uh, what I'm saying is coming from uh, my own book on pendulum magic. Uh, and, and my last line is, remember to remain positive and thankful as uh, Dr. John St. Germain, Reverend Dr. John St. Germain always says, the universe loves flattery. I, I always agree with him on that <laughs> note. And there you go. That was good stuff. Um, that's really, really, really good stuff. And I have to say, too, um, we were talking about how you talk to your pendulums like they were a little pet, and I just started thinking of the foundation mm -hmm. for rescue pendulums. Okay. So uh, the rehabilitation of rescue pendulums, send me your pendulums that don't work, and I will retrain them. I will mm. foster your I'm, – I'm going to start a, a fostering service for pendulums. Okay? The SPCA, but the P is pendulum. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. So that's great. All right. Um, well, I want to – I want to thank everybody who's um, been here um, with us through this uh, and helping out. The chat room has been very lively today. And um, got a shout-out to Angela L., Cus Joshua, Doc Murphy, um, Dr. Sweets, Evan Lionheart, um, uh, Miss Miranda Tarot, Onyx Rose, 
Throw Away 310. I have no idea who that is. And, of course, um, Tony I. Hi, Tony. <laughs> I love Tony I. And uh, he's he's uh, always here. He's a good guy. Um, all right. Well, there's our music. So we're going to have Evan Lionheart come in and tell us a little bit more about what's going on and what will be going on. And then we'll all come back at the end, and I'll give a little catch-up, and then we'll all say goodbye. So take it away, Evan. You got it. Uh, thank you, Miss Cat, and thank you, Conjure Man. And thank you, Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com and Hong Kong for being our guest this week. Please join us next week when our special guest will be Ramona Scott of Ramona Scott Seeks the Other Truth on the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. And I apologize, Nagashiba, I know you gave me the rewrite, but my computer froze when I went to go put it in. However, the Lucky Mojo Food and Rework Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Block Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show HTML. For all of us at the Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Ball. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. And um, I'm really looking forward to next week with Ramona Scott of the Ramona Speaks the Other Truth. She had me as a guest on her show twice, so I'm returning the favor. She's going to be talking about affirmation and prayer. And uh, I think you're all going to like her. She, You might want to start checking out her show. It's very, very good. Um, she's a, a good speaker, a good thinker. And the interesting thing is that she and I have sort of similar backgrounds. We both spent a lot of time in the East Bay um, and uh, know some of the same people, have been to some of the same churches, all of that stuff. She's a good lady. All righty. Well, I'm going to get back to work, working for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival for my patrons. If you're not a member at Patreon, check it out. Go Definitely go, go look me up on Patreon and sign up for It's All Ephemera with Kat Ironwood for $2 a week. All right, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.